0: Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. I have with me Ed and Nathan. Hello. How's everybody doing? We're good. We're good. Everybody's we're really good. good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a little bit of a, a, a break in our shooting, uh, yeah. but we are back. We are. Th- they don't know that because we still had a podcast no. every week. It's a real yeah, they don't know inside it.
1: baseball right it here is, for everybody. And
2: talking about baseball, this is the start That's of the great. World Series the day we're filming. Yeah, this will in- be shown. We'll already know that the Braves have won. Well, yeah. yeah. There you go. Cut. We're sorry the Braves lost. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was going to say, I was gonna really say disappointed. We, we can do some predictions now because we don't know, but when this drops, they might they, know.
2: Oh, they will know, right? They would have yeah. to know. About What's, it? What's, What's the date of this? This
0: is dropping on uh, November the 3rd.
1: Oh, oh they may not yeah, know. yeah, they may not know. That's not. right. We,
2: Keep going, Braves. Oh, it's too bad. <laughs> Unless we've lost. <laughs> one, one of those two. Swept. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, was, that was really sad. That was really bad. Yeah. So, Kyle Wright pitched. <laughs> oh, don't start that. <laughs> Who? That's what, no, that's, that's what everybody's saying. That's what everybody's Who?
0: He made the roster. We don't know why yet. Or but. they'll go,
2: how did he know?
0: I know. I know. <laughs> Snit got lucky the other night, though. Well. That it, one that one pinch hit call he made. Yeah. It Again, was, a, it was in, a big one. Inside baseball. Nobody cares. It well, a it's not one. just
1: inside baseball. It's inside ancient baseball at this point <laughs> when they're watching. <laughs> the other night, four it weeks is. ago?
2: It is. So. <laughs> Too bad Snit got fired. No, I –
1: he won manager
2: of the whatever, I don't know. Maybe.
0: <laughs> we'll find out. So, past uh, our Brace fandom, uh, today we have uh, two questions yep. sent to us by our faithful listeners. And uh, we're going to, in <laughs> fact. Not
1: a non-faithful one. <laughs> <We> <laughs> they just know. were clicking around on if, links. If,
0: you're, if, if you click the button and give a question, you are faithful. You okay, are
2: good. one of our favorite people. You should have given takes. us a name. That's all it takes. You gave us content, so thank you. But, in
0: fact, uh, the, I, I believe the next three weeks are going to be question heavy. Hey. We got, question heavy. we got lots of questions to get to, so if you tune in over the next three weeks,
2: you're going to hear all, all of those answers. All questions from faithful listeners. Yes. True. Faithful enough This one came questions. from a person named Tim.
0: No. No, oh. Ed. We don't know their name.
2: Don't lie to the people. <laughs> okay. Don't
0: make up stuff. All right, we're we're nothing if we're not truthful
2: here. All right, we're nothing. <laughs> then we're nothing. <laughs> That's <laughs> why I said that. <laughs> I don't know why you would set us up for that.
0: <laughs> Some folks out there went, "Yep, he is right." <laughs> All right, first question. I'm in a discipleship group, so I read through the gospel. Yeah, good for you. Great job.
1: That sounded sarcastic, but it wasn't. It no, wasn't. no, I just want not you to know not we, not. we sounded very sarcastic. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Let's give him <them> an award. <laughs> But we actually mean it. We're very happy that (laughs) you're So happy. We're so used to being sarcastic. Everything (laughs) we say. I love you, honey. (laughs) Sounds sounds sarcastic. We're terrible. terrible Uh, All
0: right. Uh, Here we go. Here we go. I'm I'm, I'm gonna try this again. I'm in a discipleship group. So you mean
1: we didn't cut all that previous
2: (laughs) stuff? (laughs) All all that's gonna actually happen?
0: (laughs) Somebody send me help. (laughs) First question. I'm in a discipleship group, so I read through the Gospels regularly. Every time I read Matthew 24, I get confused. The confusing part is where Jesus says, "I tell you the truth, this generation will not pass from the scene until all these things take place." I've always heard this chapter being taught as about the end times and the return of Jesus and the roars and wars and rumors of wars, etc. Passage. Was Jesus guessing? Or is there some secret meaning to the words this generation, and maybe they mean something else? I think this falls right in line with uh, what we've had the discussion about for the past several weeks of how to read the Bible, how not to read the Bible. Yeah. So we're going to probably employ a lot of those skills that we talked to you guys about <laughs> to make some sense out of uh, this passage. And, and, but I will say, first of all, you're not the first one to ask me this question. Oh, no. a lot of it's people
1: the first time we've had this This. Sim a very similar question a similar on this question? podcast. We may we want have? to link that in case you want additional to our answers, or you'll find now, out we're going to say the exact same.
0: thing Now, Nathan, you're making me go back and do some work and okay, find the right, old clip. But,
1: but I do think we have a yes. very similar answer on the podcast. So well, it's a I very know common for sure question.
2: This my discipleship group. Also, just read this question, and somebody in my discipleship group asked me this question.
1: There oh, and they didn't like your answer, so they went to the
2: this, They, went to the <laughs> they didn't, podcast, didn't realize I was going to be on see this. See if me and Nathan could straighten him out. <laughs> That's right. right. Probably. Well, then I'm going to be quiet and let y'all give a shot, and I'll go.
1: I think Jason uh, should, should answer. You get started, Jason.
0: All right, I'll start by saying this. As we've been saying, when you read a, a, a passage of Scripture, uh, your number one friend is context. Yep. Context, context, context. And so what I always encourage people to do is uh, go back and read what happened before Mm -hmm. and read everything in its context. And what you're going to find in this passage of Scripture uh, is what happens is Jesus and the disciples are walking into the temple area. They're walking around the temple area. And um, the disciples make a comment about what a beautiful place this is! They kind of uh, remark about all the 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 building and the the craftsmanship and what a wonderful temple we have built here as uh, Israelites here in
2: Jerusalem. I imagine it like all other country boys, you know, yep. they're from Galilee. Yep. There's right. lots of them, and they That's come right. to the big city and they yeah. see this beautiful, huge mm-hmm. building. They're like, "Oh my! Look yeah. at this beautiful building!"
0: And 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 just to give you again some more t- context, people didn't just all go to the temple every Sunday or every Saturday for Mm -hmm. them. It wasn't a normal thing. This was a special kind of deal they were doing, and it probably something that was a special occasion for them, uh, you know, in that part of their life. So uh, they're making all these comments, and then Jesus just pipes in and makes a little, (laughs) I I vision sometimes almost a a little bit of a snarky kind of thing, or just a, well, it's almost like he says, good thing you're enjoying this because in not too long from now this whole place is coming down and not one stone is going to be left on another
2: and then i imagine them going oh, oh, oh. what yeah
0: <laughs> and it just blew their minds and so then they there's a little bit of pause in the in the dialogue a little bit and if i remember it correctly and then they come back to it later and they say jesus now we hear what you said that the temple's going to be destroyed, really? And 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 if it's going to happen, when are all these things going to take place? Right, right. Okay, all of that that I just said is the context for what Jesus then says from that point on.
2: That's right. right.
1: And so, that leads to him saying, this generation well, yeah. will not pass before they if see If I'm it.
2: not mistaken, they ask him two questions. Mm-hmm. When will these things that you just said take yes. place, and what will be the it's sign the of your return? Right. Yes. So there are, in fact, two questions uh-huh. and two answers. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. And that's why I think a lot of people get them confused, um, because Jesus does go about answering both of those questions in different ways.
2: Yeah, and the, and the first one is really clear— Mm-hmm. And when they saw it happen, the history tells us the Christians knew Jesus had told them it was going to happen. Right. Yes. And another scripture, he says, when this happens, you should flee the city and pregnant women will be glad to get out of the city. That may mm-hmm. be in this. I think that's in Mark, but yeah. it might be here. Yeah. It might yeah. be yeah. one of the ones says you and and they said when this began to happen, when the Romans surrounded the city, mm-hmm. Christians, in fact, did leave, and they yep. weren't trapped like the rest of the people were, mm-hmm. which is why Jesus predicted it for them. Right? Yes,
0: and we also know, cause I, and I'll just make this point. I know a lot of people, when they read this, they see it as a uh-oh passage. Maybe that that's a sign that there's a contradiction and Jesus wasn't right and all this stuff. I'll just be honest with you. Nobody in the early days of Christianity, when these things were taking place, ever thought that. It was never considered that. They all considered it to be consistent. What has crept in is because, as I said before, people conflating the two things together have said, oh, maybe Jesus was wrong because those other things he talks about happening have not happened in a generation. And so just to be clear, you know, that kind of thinking is, is a relatively new way of interpreting that passage.
2: Right. And because of the other thing we talked about in how to read the Bible is look at your context. But the other thing mm-hmm. is to remember the Bible is for us but not to us. Yes. And so these answers are not answers you should look at and go, when do I see this happening in my world? True. Mm-hmm. That is. This is not about your world. Mm-hmm. It was about their world, mm-hmm. that generation, what they should look for. Mm-hmm. As I said to the guy in my group when he asked it, when you read something and you think, I never understand what Jesus means by that generation, well, you should start by going, Jesus knew what he was talking about when he said that generation. Mm-hmm. He meant that generation right and, there.
0: And the people listening knew and, what he was talking
2: about. That's they. And he said, some of you all will still be alive. Yes. He meant that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were. And, and they also took that as another sign. I mean, if the resurrection wasn't enough, <laughs> but they also took this as another sign that Jesus was right. He was the, the son of God. And so therefore, you know, it, it built their faith because to them. And again, you got to think about their thought process. They walked into the, they they could not imagine anything greater than the temple. The temple was their greatest achievement, and and, and that was why, uh, of course, in another passage, when Jesus makes that statement, someone greater than the temple is here, and they knew he was talking about himself. That was another reason they wanted to kill him, right? Because you didn't speak against the temple, mm-hmm. and Jesus, you know, makes that uh, sort of a, a veiled little uh, uh, his statement about the when he says, "You tear this temple down, I'll build it up in three days." He was again. Equating his own body right. with the temple, and you know what I'm saying. He he.
1: Well, I think for I think for them, it ultimately comes to what you were saying. Of, I do think even though even though Jesus is giving two answers, he is tying these two things into this idea of uh, there is coming an end into the way things were. Yep. And there's a new way things are, just like we know when Jesus comes back one day, that'll be the end to a different set of things that are, Mm -hmm. that these things are end up, and which is why I think they end up for people getting conflated, because for people who lived in, and I don't know if we've said this, that it's specifically 70 A.D. when they destroyed the temple, people who lived through that, it was world-ending. Yes. It was shattering, because it wasn't just they came in and destroyed the temple. I mean, if you read these things, I remember sitting in class and reading reports uh, that the Romans but the 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 amount of mutilation they did to bodies it was beyond crucifixion the things that they did mm. um, to the the Jewish people it was traumatic it was life-changing it really is not dissimilar to I just recently heard I'm sure you guys because I think we were listening to the same podcast heard a story about a group of pastors who were out of the country when September 11th happened, Mm. and they talked about it felt like the end of the world because you weren't in America, and when this thing happened that had never been this kind of... And we all... I mean, any of us who lived through it, there had never been this... It seemed like something that could never happen in America, and fundamentally altered the way american life was from that point sure. that people who were born after it don't remember they're not being tsa or not remembering that you couldn't just go to the airport i i briefly remember coming to pick you up a couple times at the airport pre 911 being able to be at the gate yep. like i sort of remember that cuz i was i was right in the age when that happened there's cuz i did youth ministry it is a foreign concept to most young people that we wouldn't be at war at all times. Sure. Like this idea, it is catas- cataclysmic. There is a difference between America pre-9-11 and after 9-11. Well, and
2: so much so, we, no one thinks of the Jewish religion now sacri- having sacrificial system Mm-mm. or a temple because there hasn't been one since, since AD 70. Mm-hmm. Even though they've been back in Jerusalem, Jesus said, this won't be rebuilt. This is not
1: going to happen.
2: Yeah. And it hasn't happened.
1: And so on top of just the actual prophetic nature of it that Jesus said this is going to happen, and it did, the Christians saw this as a sign of, oh, the the new kingdom has come. God's new covenant is happening. That old thing he was doing through Israel is done. The Old Covenant is done. Here's the New Covenant. This is evidence of it. We're mo- we're living in what they would refer to as the last days between the destruction of the temple and when Jesus is coming back. Mm-hmm. And so even though th- they are two different answers, they I can see why they're placed right next—that they're happening in the same conjunction because they're seeing as these are both what they would call um, eschatological, would be the word, mm-hmm. of them. Right. last days kind of things. This is evidence— that that Jesus is brought about a new creation is these old things have passed away and there's these new things coming. And when they mm-hmm.
2: talked about the last day, they were talking about the last era of God's History. time. Yes, mm-hmm. the, the last days last is
1: from the time Jesus resurrected till the day yeah, Jesus the comes back. The last
2: days have been going on. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at that passage again, there are two questions. There's two answers. The one that we often see of that often gets quoted, wars and rumors wars and all that, and you see it surrounding all that. That's clearly eighty seventy. Yes. And then there's the part at the end that one's all really clear when they saw it they take place but then at the end when it gets to the time of his return jesus says things like nobody's gonna know it's gonna be like a thief in the night Mm -hmm. and you know Mm -hmm. and all of those things that he says about his return in other places are the same i don't know you don't know it's gonna Mm -hmm. it's not gonna be when anybody expects you tells you it's gonna happen that's not when it's not gonna happen when they and he starts telling
0: them you need to be ready you need to be ready. well people think well like ready tomorrow no he just meant live in a way Wait. that makes you ready he says look up because you're right so salva- salvation draws near well again near what does right. that mean yeah it could, means anytime
2: yeah it just means i i live in a state of readiness mm-hmm. not fear that's it's right. just that i'm ready yep. and as i've always said to people everybody's going to have the return of christ in their lifetime it just may be your last day Mm-hmm. your last day is the moment you meet jesus sure you re, jesus return for you is that moment
0: and i would you know this this is a tangential issue but i think it's important to bring up here um, because i hear this a lot people read passages like this and they want people like me to say do you think that this means we are in the last days and they start asking, you know, because they'll look at things that are going right. on in our current world and say, is that what he was talking about? Or is that pointing to this and all that? And what I, what I like to always remind people of is, I said, y- this generation is no different than the generation before and the generation before. And you just trace it all the way back to the time when the d- disciples were writing the letters and they were saying, y'all be ready, right. y'all be ready. Because it's been in that, we've been in that age for that whole time there have also been in every one of those generations people who will stand up and try to tell you i know what this means and it means this and they'll start predicting things and they're always wrong yeah i was telling somebody the other day i said i grew up in a church where i can distinctly remember sitting in the pew listening to a pastor preach on sunday morning we will not make it out of the year 1988 and and then i heard some other preachers later saying we will not make it out of the year 1999 yeah. and and so it's gone on and on and on and on and so my advice to people when they say what about that one and i say if that one's like all the other ones i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't put too much stock in it just be ready
2: it just doesn't matter and it doesn't in, matter in the that's end, right i don't have to read any signs of the times that even that phrase is about the original part of the answer. That sign, yeah. you can read the signs. It was about the destruction of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. We aren't asked to read any signs because there are no signs that a thief is coming to your house. True. There there are no signs that that happens. The very nature of it is you can't have a sign mm-hmm. for a thief that comes in the night. Mm.
0: Did we finish that question? I think so. <laughs> I think we did. All right. Without getting into some more weeds. Yeah, we can get into more get into.
2: weeds if you want to.
0: Y'all can ask those questions too, <laughs> I guess. But I think you see where we're headed. All right. Now, uh, second question and our final question for today uh, is, is uh, there's a lot of uh, interpretations to this one, so uh, we'll just see what comes out of this. In your opinion, what is the meaning of Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 through 8? So I guess I should read that. Go to it. All right, please. So I, I pulled that up. I'm going to read Genesis this 6. Is a giant people passage. Yeah. So <laughs> it's an obscure passage, and I, I, I'll, I'll give them that. So here it is. It says, Then the people began to multiply on the earth, and daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw the beautiful women and took any they wanted as their wives. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time. For they are only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. In those days, and for some time after, giant Nephilites lived on the earth. For whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry that he had ever made them and put them on the and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, and I will destroy every living thing, all the people, the large animals, small animals that scurried along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I'm sorry I ever made them. But Noah found favor with the Lord. And then of course the story of Noah begins from that point on. So The question is, I've read several different commentaries, and there seems to be a divide between whether or not the sons of God were demons in human form that were attempting to create a super race or the Nephilites or the Nephilim in some uh, whatever, in some uh, of those translations. So their question is, what do we think about that? Um, Can I give them the short answer?
2: Yeah. Uh, You can. We don't know. <laughs>
1: what I think about I I mean I'll be I'll be a hundred. I don't think about this very much. I was gonna <laughs> say, I I was
2: going to I was going to let y'all totally have it because I read that passage and go I don't know what that means.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and I assume I assume so. So a a slightly longer answer would be when I come across passages like this, mm-hmm. I assume the um, thing that we say all the time about reading the Bible that it, it is written uh, for you but not to you. Uh, I assume that there was an intended, original purpose that this was placed in there by the writers. That they were actually addressing something, maybe a literal thing that was taking place. I don't put it past the idea that there, that this could be a literal thing that was happening, uh, with some kind of spiritually, spiritual heavenly creature and human creatures commingling. Uh, But it could also be something a little more metaphorical that's trying to explain something that's going on in in the world because we know so much of early Genesis is poetry. So it could be something a little more poetic about what's going on. But because it's not written to me, I assume this does not – nothing in this will affect – W- whether Jesus is the risen Son of God or not, nor help me love my neighbor. That's what I mean. Or, or help love me, God. or help me to better understand mm-hmm. what His purpose for me mm-hmm. in in my daily life is. So I don't think about it a ton. I know that's not helpful. No, no. no and I don't want to
2: then downplay the person that has spent no. time on. I think I th- good for you if this really interests you. I bet there are people that have spent time on this. I just haven't. I have not spent yeah. any time on this particular passage of scripture. At well, all
0: well, and I think from the from the question that you did ask us, the person who wrote this in, you've done some research on it, and you are correct because I, I I did some I did a little quick looking into it um, because I have looked at it before and you're right it depends on who what scholar you read. they have different interpretations of this, and yes, there are some scholars who think that this is some type of a supernatural Uh, co-mingling with Mm -hmm. the the, uh, the physical world uh, that was taking place here. There are others that uh, believe that this is like a precursor to the Canaanites uh, who later on in the Old Testament became like the worst civilization mm-hmm. of all time ever. Well, and who, when and,
1: the Israelites first meet them, say they look like giants. A yes,
0: and they, they believe, and that's the reason why right. this is tied back to this passage. Uh, and then I read some funny stuff that some people say, you know, that whole idea of being giants, they said, well— the archaeological evidence says that they might have been 6'6". Six, six. Right, that's right. <laughs> right. But in that context, they that seem that like way. Then, of course, there are other scholars that say, no, 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 we've seen some other evidence, and that was, that's not the case. So you've got, you've got in what's called an in-house debate on this, which w- what that means is, is there are Christians who are all Christians <laughs> who, who fully take the, the Bible seriously who have different opinions on this. But the good thing about this particular issue is that, like Ed, I think just said, this has no bearing on the what really, truly matters.
2: Well, about I don't know about in, the Bible. Right. I don't know any Christian doctrine at all, mm-hmm. even a minor one or a secondary one anywhere that is built on this passage. Right. right. So, you know, there there are things in the Bible that, frankly, I don't understand. Right, And there are things in the Bible I frankly don't like. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, They bother me when I read them.
0: It's a sign that it's true, though.
2: <laughs> well, probably.
0: Because uh, my point is, if I, it, if I ever read the Bible and I never find anything that offends me, then I'm probably not reading it right.
2: Well, all I'll say is if you read any ancient history, which I, I do enjoy ancient history, yeah. you can't read much about the history of human beings and go, oh. ugh. Yeah, yeah. I, there are people that really did that. Yeah. There are people that really have done horrible, terrible things that disgust me, yeah. including yeah. people that aren't that far back ancestry to me, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> they just go, man, that's, that's shameful yeah. and, ima- and unimaginable. So I don't understand all of it, but I don't know any doctrine that any Jewish part, part of Judaism is based on, uh, you know, the Jews, accept the 39 books of the old Testament, uh, Islam accepts the 39 books of the Old Testament. I don't think anything they believe is based on that particular path. There are none of us that base anything on it. It's in there. I accept it. It meant something to those original people. They probably understood exactly what it meant. Sure. It was written to them, yes. not to me. I don't understand it, but that has more to do with I haven't yet able been able to get in their culture enough to understand what it meant.
1: Well, and I do think if you understand at least the, particularly the book of Genesis, so much of what the book of Genesis is doing is setting up themes early on that Noah is solving mm. and Abraham is solving. And and so you have these. And so I, I had never heard until you said the thing about the Can- Canaanites, but I could even see that as being under, understood because sometimes we read these things, and I, th- I think sometimes people read history this way, as if people are writing it down as it's happening. Like... There's a giant and I just watched the the sons of God and the, the woman make a baby. So here we go and I wrote it down. <laughs> it's all happening post fact and there and there's an interpretive nature to it. They're explaining because this happened then this thing happened. And the fact that this, leads to Noah, and we know the point of Noah is God regrets, have, he goes, I feel sorry, you even read that I yeah. I feel sorry that I made human beings, this whole thing, what was that? And about? we're way off track. This was all, <laughs> it's showing everything went to chaos, mm-hmm. that at the beginning of Genesis, God is r- ordering the world, If there's chaos on the waters, God's bringing the chaos into order, and then... Everything goes back to chaos. The people start doing this crazy Which, stuff.
2: I would say there's one part of that, when just when you were saying it, I hadn't thought of it, that statement that God regrets that he had made the whole thing. Yes. There are parts of some people I know that believe... Everything going on, this is exactly what God wanted. Uh-oh. You ought to reread that one Uh-oh. statement. I will take it. You ought to just. Dad, now don't you get just, I just saying, well, I'll
1: take it. Say, Is that in the
2: weeds? That now, just feels like right in this, the heart of it. That's the only this. part of that I really I'm understand. Kidding. I'm kidding.
1: I read that when I was a kid, and it has haunted me ever since. The idea that God felt sorry that he did something, and that the thing he felt sorry about doing was that humanity? He looks and he goes, oh, man, this is a mess, guys. This is a mess. Because, But I'll tell you this. <laughs> as a parent, there are times i yes. in watching my kids fight, and I walk in and I go, oh, man, this is a mess. Let me just shut the door and walk back to my house. Well, I,
2: I know, and you're one of my kids. Yep. I had, there have been times where I go, Becky, remember when it was just us? Yeah. <laughs> what? Remember, remember those days. So
0: the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are having that conversation, and then your,
2: and then your older brother has—he used to say to me a lot when he was ten. Yeah. T- he'd go, "I liked it better when it was just the three of
1: us—me, <laughs> you, and Mom." Well, every every older child thinks that. <laughs> yeah. As an
0: older brother, I can tell you, I truth.
1: just took all four of my kids on vacation, and one of them kept me up for 10 of those 10 hours we were supposed to be sleeping. I only got one hour of sleep the first one. And I walked over to my wife and I said, why do we have four kids? (laughs) I said, said, why do we have four kids? And then you remember, you remember, oh, I love these kids. And that's what God did. And that is what God did. He
2: goes, oh, okay, this didn't work. We're...
1: We're still on track. Yes. If that mm-hmm. one bothers you, wait till you get to, to Moses, having to have a conversation to God, be like, remember you love us. Right. <laughs> remember you love us. He's oh, like, how about, yeah. I, how about <laughs> I find 50 people that you, he's like, well, okay. okay. But if you can't find 50, what about 40? And he has okay, to say to God okay. at another
2: point, now, if, if you destroy us all now, what will the Egyptians say? <laughs> I mean, they, <laughs> You're you going to go, go, look really bad to them. <laughs> and then he kind
1: of let, go, goes to Moses. You're right. (laughs) You know what? You got me on that one, Moses. (laughs) I hadn't thought about that. He's like holding the big meteor up, and he's like, oh, Moses.
0: I feel feel like we might be freaking a few people out. That's a whole other conversation about God and condescension condescension and all of that kind of stuff.
1: You should send a question about what we just talked about. Explain the last 10 minutes of that podcast. (laughs) What
2: in the world is that? And the part about the Braves at the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So to wrap this up, I would say to you who asked the question, um, I do know there are two scholars who've written on this, and they come from completely different. Uh, so we've don't read just one. No, and we've mentioned them on this podcast. There's a guy named Michael Heiser who's got a lot written on this. Uh, he has one take on it, uh, Greg Boyd who is from another camp, and they've actually got a little bit of a dialogue that they had several years ago about online this about this passage. Oh, and wow. it's really good. And they're they're cool guys because, so they can talk and not, you know, hate each other.
2: And, uh, and still believe each other's wrong. Well, of course, yeah.
0: and still believe each other's going to heaven. Yeah, that's
2: right, and love each other. And
0: that's, that's right. right. So if you're interested in that, Michael Heiser, Greg Boyd, they can give you both sides. And you know what? You can choose which side you come down on, and guess what? You're all good.
2: And just remember... No matter which side you come down on, the still thing you have to focus on is loving God and loving people, yep. not on what happened with giant people somewhere. Yes, that aren't with you.
1: And
0: unless you meet a giant, a giant and then you're going to be called to love. You're going to need to love that. You're going to be to love them just like Jesus loved you. That's that's the only way that that applies to you.
1: So there you go. Shack, come on this podcast. <laughs> Boom. Oh, and bring a pop. Bring, bring, <laughs> bring a bring a shakaroni. Bring a shakaroni. I'll take it. All right.
0: We are done today, Charles guys. Charles Barkley with you. I that love is, Charles Barkley. He'd be better on his podcast than we would. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. All right. That's it for this week. We got a we got one question next week. It's going to take us the entire podcast, but it is a doozy. So make sure you a come doozy. back. It's a great question. The double
2: doozy episode coming up. Double right. doozy for Just
0: grand a one American cooking. Just a one doozy, but it's a good question. <laughs> it's a one doozy. <laughs> so come back next week. See you guys.